Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Exodus chapter 33, let's go here and we'll dive in. Um, The Lord replied to Moses here, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses said to him, and this is the prayer I wanna highlight today. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Let me read that again. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Father, we love you so much. And God, we ask that your word would come alive in us. We pray that your presence would be something that marks us as a people, something that we desire. Lord, we ask that it would expand and it would grow in us, that we would hunger for the presence of God in a fresh way. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing already. We thank you for your activity and we pray for an increase. God, we love you. We honor you. And Radiant said, amen. Amen. This week, I received an email from a pastor that said, I visited your church. My aim was to study church planting, but my experience was that your church is marked by hunger for the presence of God. And I I honestly just kind of, kind of, I mean, almost teared up a little bit because I was so excited about that response. It was a very long email, but that was the point of it. And I thought, man, I'm dreaming that as we go into 2019, that this prayer of Moses, where he responds back to God and he says, if your presence doesn't go with us, we don't wanna go. My prayer is that as we go into 2019, that we would have in us, God, there is a lot that we could do in our, on our own abilities and skill sets and talents. But God, if your presence doesn't mark us and if we don't experience and know your presence, we don't wanna go on that journey. We want God more than we want anything. And to put that relationship at the forefront as the center of the target of what we're aiming for in 2019. About five years ago, I uh, was getting on a flight with my buddy, John Egan. You know him, he's led worship here, he's preached here. And, uh, and he had led worship and I had preached and we were coming home for an event and we went to the airport together. We were supposed to be traveling home together on the flight. And when we arrived, our flight was canceled and they were rerouting us in different directions. And they said, Mr. Egan, we can get you on this flight and we can get you home today. Mr. Perkins, you have no status. You will be going home tomorrow. Uh, which is often what happens with worship leaders versus preachers. It's, ah, the band and then the preacher. But anyway, and so, sorry, that's pain talking. But anyway, so then um, uh, he he looked at them and he said, no, no, no. He goes, goes, we either go together or I don't go. And I said, John, you don't have to do that. I'm a grown man. I can get back tomorrow. It's fine. You don't have to hold my hand. I can do this. I've flown a couple of times. I can figure it out on my own. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, we're, we're, we're going to do this together. I said, John, no, it's really, it's, it's okay. And then he looked back at the gate agent and he said it again. He said, no, no, no. Can you get David on the flight? He goes, if, if, if he's not going, I'm not going. And John didn't go. And you know what that did for me in that moment? That made me realize, wow, he likes me. Wow, this is a relationship 
that he really enjoys, like he's, like we're friends, like we're close. I want you to think here in this moment where Moses is having this dialogue and there is this first place, you're number one, I've encountered God. There is this, I ache, desire, want, first place above everything else. What I want is this relationship. What I want is your presence. What I want is your activity above all things that exists in Moses for him to respond like this. And I wanna have fun today and just show you some of Moses' journey because it's easy to just take this kind of snippet, this little moment, this conversation between Moses and God. But I want you to just see some of Moses' history that led up to this prayer moment because this prayer of Moses is powerful, but the prayer history between Moses and God and the God activity taking place in Moses's life and as Moses leads, it, it helps us see how powerful when Moses prays this it is because of how much the presence of God has marked Moses's life. And so I just wanna show you this. And some of you who have, uh, are new to your Bibles, this might be kind of fun. Some of you that have been around a while, this might be uh, a little bit of just jogging your memory, but I wanna just kind of have fun and look at some of Moses's personal encounters. All right, look at this. So Exodus chapter three, here's a moment where God appears to Moses. It's the burning bush moment. So the bush is burning, is not burning, but God is speaking through it. It's on fire, but not burning. And God speaks to Moses, listen to this. But Moses said to God, so God tells Moses, I want you to go in and I want you to set my people free out of Egypt. And Moses responds, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And I think if it was an American conversation, we would think, well, God's gonna look back at him and say, well, buddy, you got gifts and skills and talents. You got leadership skills. Hey, you got deliverance skills. Hey, you got lead the people skills, talking skills, but he doesn't do that. God's response back to Moses was not about Moses. It was about God. And God said, I will be with you. So the answer to the question is not about you. It's about God. And he says, I'll be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. So here Moses has an encounter, a conversation with God. And then you've got the, it's really not about you. It's about me. And Moses experiences it because then Moses goes into Egypt and Moses has story after story where the plagues, these 10 plagues take place where Moses is saying, let my people go and Pharaoh is rebuttaling. And then there's supernatural experience after supernatural experience where Moses sees God surely is with me. The presence of God is amazing. God with me is pretty spectacular. And so not only does, is he delivered from uh, not only do the plagues come and he sees God activity with the plagues, but then once they're outside, they're on their way out, look at what happens in Exodus chapter 13. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Interesting. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. So God's presence is marked by fire by night and cloud by day. And it says that that fire or that cloud what was leading, is what was leading the people. So the presence of God is what they have their eyes on. And so here's Moses and Moses has experienced the power of God. 
He's experienced God is at work. God is with me. And he goes into Egypt, confronts Pharaoh, 10 plagues, brings the people out. And now in the wilderness, and you've got these moments where in the wilderness, the presence of God is before their eyes. And so if it's a pillar of cloud by day or fire by night, that's, that's right in front of us. And that's what's leading us. And that's our charge. And God's taking care of us and God is at work. And we've got our eyes on God. And this is the way that we see his presence among us. And God provides for them in the wilderness. God gives them food to eat. God gives them water from a rock to drink. And so Moses is experiencing supernatural activity. God with him, God at work. He's experiencing God. And then we go into Exodus 14 and it's the great story where they cross the sea. So you've got the Egyptians coming up behind them. And I love the way it says in Exodus 14, where it says there was a wall of water on both sides and God brings them through the sea. Moses and the people look back and all of a sudden these people that have enslaved them are gone. And there's that ay, 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 that wow, God is big. God is taking care of us moment. And you've got Moses and he was just the guy that saw the burning bush, obeyed what God told him to do that what he had back from God is, hey, big project, but it's not about you. It's I'll be with you. And he's experiencing what it's like to have God with him. And so now there's leadership in the wilderness and all, all, all of Moses encountering God. And there's story after story when you read through the book of Exodus of Moses leading the people. God taking care of them, Moses dialoguing with God. One of them is in, in Exodus 24, where Moses has a season. And that's what we're going into 21 days. We're going to a season where we're just saying, we wanna be with God. We wanna voluntarily give up some other things in order to be close to, draw near to, spend time with, connect with, pray and fast. We want a season with God. And in Exodus 24, there is a season where Moses is with God, I want you to see it. It says, when Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain. And on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went up on the mountain and he stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Moses ascends to the mountain, God descends. I mean, the glory of God on the mountainside. And you can imagine how powerful, how dynamic, how enjoyable it was for Moses as he's with God on this mountainside, 40 days. It's this season of prayer. It's the season of connecting with God. And you can think on the mountain, he's no longer hanging out with the people, doing some of the relational things, eating some of the meals with the people because he's with God. And that encounter, that connection with God, that experience with God grows to where Moses makes a prayer in Exodus 33. And there's a whole lot. This could be a, this, I mean, this could be an unending series. So I'm summarizing big time, but in Exodus 33, all those things building up to this moment where in Exodus 33, this moment where Moses says to God, if your presence doesn't go with us, I don't want to go. If your presence doesn't mar distinguish us, Marcus, do not send us up from here. And he's got this history with God where God is with him, where God has spoken to him, where he spent time with God so that it is, 
There's a history when he's looking and saying, I've gotten addicted. I've gotten spoiled by, I've gotten ruined by. Life as usual on Moses' strength. No way I'm going back to that. As you go into 2019, my hope is that we would spend these 21 days in a season of prayer and seeking God and that in us would be a, gro a growing cry that says, I don't wanna go back to what I can do in my own strength. It's not about me and yeah, but, but I've got a bank account and I've got some friends and I, I, can, I can, whatever talents you've got, all the things you can accomplish on your own. I wanna get to where you, you go. I've, I've been with God and I've seen God work and, and God, <laughs> I don't wanna do 2019 on my own strength. If I've got God with us, boom, let's see fire by night and cloud by day. Let's see supernatural miracles. Let's see God work. That's what I'm praying for for 2019 for our church. I'm praying that 2019 would be marked by presence. I'm praying that we would have this growing ache in us that goes, man, man, I wanna see what, what God can do. Not, not, not what man can do, not what we can do, but supernatural activity. And one of the fun things about this little journey of Radiant Church is that there's been just these little things where we look back and only in a less than three year history, we just go, oh, God is working. God is, is at work. And I wanna take that and leverage that and go, actually the next prayer where he goes, show me your glory. You thought that was just a song. Show us your glory. It's actually Exodus 33. No, now show me your glory. God, I want more more of you. And I want that to be in us where we go, we've been ruined by what I can, by, ruined for what I can accomplish, ruined for what just, a, you know, what, what just the system can handle. No, no, no. We want supernatural activity. We want to walk with God. The secret to enjoying God is he is with us. I want, I want, I'm, I'm ruined for what I can do. I want that. I want to invite you to a prayer like, what is it that God wants to do in your life in 2019 that is beyond what your own talent intelligence, strength, bank account, friendships can accomplish and say, if God isn't with me, I'm host. I'm, I'm dreaming of that, but I, know, I want God, God, I'm believing for that. I'm asking you, God, I want, I want to be close to you and I want to accomplish supernatural things because you're at work and it's God at work. And I'm just kind of ruined for just run of the mill doing life on my own, what I can do. I want to see what God can do. About seven years ago, I uh, had a phone call from a friend that said, we wanna invite you and your family to come with us to the Colorado Springs minor league baseball team, which is where I lived. And that they're called the Sky Sox. It was around the corner from our house. And so I said, yeah, we'd love to go. And when we got there, they had a box. And so he was borrowing it from a friend's. He had tickets or he, however it works for to have this box. And so I took my four little kids at the time. Dawson was about seven and we had, you know, kids all the way down to one or two it was justice. And, and so we had these four kids and we go to the baseball game. It's the first time we'd done this where we go to the baseball game, but we go to the box with our friends. And while we're there, there's a buffet in the box. And so our kids could care less about baseball, but they are loving that buffet. And so they're hanging out around the buffet and they're loving the buffet. <laughs> and so about, I don't know, maybe six weeks later or so, it was a family day. And I said, hey guys, I know what we could do tonight. Let's go to the baseball game. Man, come on, go Sky Sox. That's our team. Like everybody loves the Sky Sox. And they said, yeah, that sounds awesome. And one of my kids said, yeah, I can't wait to eat. It sounds awesome. And I said, no, 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 no. We won't get a box again. We'll have regular tickets. And one of them said, you mean we're gonna sit outside? <laughs> Little tiny kids. Yeah, we're gonna sit outside. And just like, eat hot dogs with 
outside? It's like, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I want to go. Here's a little tiny kid. You're like, that sounds like, uh, anyway, we gonna put a word on that. Here's what they're going. They're going, what their brain is, is, man, I've eaten the buffet, baby. Man, I, I don't know about eating, sitting outside. Here's what I'm saying for us. There's this moment where you go, I've seen God work in my life. I've seen, I've, I've been with him. I know that God works. I know that God does miracles. I know that I can be close to him. And I don't want to go back. I, 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 I want to I be close to him. I'm, I'm ruined. I'm, I, 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 I could set some goals and do some things in my own strength. Here's what I want to invite you to. Get this vision where you go, God, above everything, I want you. And I'm ruined. I'm, I've experienced something so awesome. I want God. I, I, if I don't have your presence, don't send me up from here. And that's Moses' prayer. Moses has got this like, I'd rather be in the wilderness with your presence than in the promised land without it. I just wanna be, I wanna be close to you. And that's my prayer for us, that we would have this ache, this desire. Moses' prayer would begin to blossom more and more in us. And then in these 21 days, you would go to the mountain too. Like you would go to the mountain and go, I wanna be with God. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ruined. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't wanna settle for less. And we live in a land where it's real easy to settle for something less than nearness. Settle for something less than where God's inviting you to. And so I'm asking you just to ask God, what does it look like for you and him to be close? What does it look for you to be like, I am not getting on that plane without, I'm not using God as a means to get a good life. I am after knowing God above all things. The relationship is first. I love his, I, I, I wanna do this life, I wanna do this year with him. I wanna be close. Now I wanna invite you, how you think about God will shape how much you seek. Like all through the scriptures, it talks about seeking God. And A.W. Tozer says, the most important thing about you is how you see God. So what does God look like to you? I wanna invite you to see God in a way that it will cause you to go. If I can see him rightly, I will pursue him. I will seek after him. First one is this, James 4, 8, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. It's this, it's God draws near. He is someone that is, he has capacity, desire to draw near. James gives us that. Hey, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Most of us, it's very easy to get a false view where we see God off in the distance, not, drawing, not, not willing to draw near, but that's why I wanna invite you to a season. And this is real practical. I wanna invite you to just take a step. Here, here's, here's some steps. Carve out some time alone with God. Here's a step. Fast, forego something. Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount, fasting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn down maybe what my body craves. I'm gonna turn down maybe something that my soul enjoys, my emotions and all, and I'm gonna turn up 
feeding on the word of God, praying. I wanna invite you to fast something that will create in your calendar more time to be with God so that you can be with him. And I'm gonna turn up, I'm gonna gather with the saints and worship. So I'm turning up, God, it's a way of drawing near. Second one is this, I want you to see God as a rewarder. Hebrews eleven six. this will be kind of our, a verse we'll come back to in this series. But the writer of Hebrews says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards, that he rewards those who earnestly, or another version, diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. It's this idea, God draws near and God rewards. Like when I seek him, when I come after him, when I pursue him, he's a rewarder. When you get in your heart and your mind, okay, he draws near. He's a rewarder. It'll change how you pursue. It'll, you'll, you'll wanna accelerate it. Jesus tells the story in Matthew 25, and it's the, the, the parable of the talents, where he tells the story of the servant given five talents, one, two talents, and then the one who got one talent. And there's a lot in the parable. There's a lot of takeaways in terms of how it applies to our Christian life. One of the ones I wanna highlight is the five talents he rewards because he was faithful and created more wealth. Two talents he rewards because he was faithful and created more wealth. Then there's the one talent. And the one talent, he says this phrase. He says, I know that you are a harsh man or a hard man. And so I went and I buried what you gave me. Here it is. Here's the one talent you gave me. And then Jesus tells the parable where the response is, you wicked and lazy servant. Okay, what caused him to go bury it? He had a view of God that was, you are harsh you are hard. That Greek word there is harsh. It's hard. You're hard. And if you see God as harsh and hard, you'll probably become spiritually lazy. But if you see God, he's a rewarder. If you see God, man, he wants to shower you with blessing. If you see him, like in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus keeps talking about those who seek him, he's a father that wants to give good gifts. If you see him as that father that is a rewarder, if you see him as that father that wants to draw near when you draw near, it will motivate you to pursue him or to seek him in a greater way. My kids, when they were little, uh, I would reward them. We do a little time called tribal Bible. And our tribal Bible is where we go through the scriptures and then I ask them questions about the scriptures. And, but, and I reward them. I'm a rewarder. I reward them with chocolate chips uh, when they were little. And so if they got seven questions right, they get seven chocolate chips. And it's how I would keep their attention as I'm like, you know, who was Methuselah? You know, like I would keep their attention with chocolate chips. But you know what I found out? Once they got a little older, they didn't care about the reward of chocolate chips. And we upgraded to cash. <laughs> the reward no longer motivated them. Some of us, I want you to ask the question, what is it the reward that you really want? Like, what's the reward that you go, if I have that? 
Come on, that's what I'm hoping for. Because you wanna know what the scriptures say? God said to Abraham, and Abram, in, in Genesis 15, he says, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Your reward, Abram, is a person. When we read about the rewards in scripture, it's relationship. And if you go, my primary desire is I want more chocolate chips. I want more cash. I want more stuff. You may end up disappointed. But if what you want more than anything is, I want him. I want your presence. As you grow and mature, it starts to probably get to the point where one day Moses' prayer is alive inside of you. I just want you. I'd rather be here leading these people in the wilderness with your presence than anything. If your presence doesn't come with me, if your presence isn't with me, I don't, don't send me up from here. I am bored to death with a life in my own strength and power. I want presence. I want you first. I want you more than, I don't even wanna get on the flight if you're not going. It's about you. Yeah, but it could be, you could figure out some goals. You could figure out some things to do. You could figure out some, thing, some habits you could form and some goals you could make and you could get a better life. I'm going up on the mountain. I want, I want God. I want his presence. I want to be close to him. He's first place. He's a rewarder of those who diligently, I want to invite you, step into that diligently. Just see. What's it like for you in 2019? And I'm using this kind of metaphorically. Your 29th, your year is, I don't wanna go. I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna do this without you. It's that, it's that love of your life where you go, I can't, I can't do life without you. It's, it's what Isaiah and Allie just did. They just got engaged. They just said, I can't do this without you. I need you. Here's, that's what I want from us with God. God, I can't do this without you. I want you. You're, I'm not moving forward. I'm doing this with you. And I'm just telling you, we live in a culture that it's pull yourself up by the bootstraps, make something happen, schedule your time, make that money, do something, brother. And I wanna just invite you, or sister, I wanna invite you to just get inside of you. No, 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 no. I'm gonna halt. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna ascend the mountain. I'm gonna be with God. And I wanna invite you in these days to get, God, what are you, what are you calling me to? What do you invite? I want your presence. And I believe if you have idea in your head, God draws near, God rewards. And then there's the last one. God delights in being found. God wants to be found. All through the scriptures, we find this idea of seeking God. Like it from, I mean, you look Old Testament, all the way through the New Testament, this idea of seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him. It's all through the scriptures. And so I thought I'd just, it'd just be fun just to give you a few. I'm gonna give you a few. Deuteronomy 4.29. But if from there you seek the Lord, your God, you will find him. I just like that. If you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. First Chronicles 16.11. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, famous revival verse. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Psalm 27, four has it twice. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him 
in his temple. Psalm 63, one, you God are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Isaiah 55, six, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Famous one, Jeremiah 29, 12. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with that word all, with all your heart. And then I love this phrase, and I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Give you one more and that's the Matthew 6. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. I just wanted you to see, there's actually far more than that. I just gave you seven. But this idea of seeking God is cover to cover in the scriptures. It's this idea of I'm coming after you. I'm seeking you. I'm drawing near. He's a rewarder of those who seek after him. I will be found by you. The last idea is, so three ideas on the things that I think will help motivate you to go, I'm about you. I want relationship first. I'm seeking God. Number one, he draws near. Number two, he rewards. But this last was God wants to be found. That's over and over, he wants to be found by you. It actually says in John 4 that he's actually seeking out you. He's seeking out worshipers. He's, he's after you. He's seeking you. He, wa- he wants to be found. When I, uh, I grew up in Moscow, Idaho, and there was this campground nearby. I'll close with this. And we would go play hide and seek with our friends. And one of my favorite things to do was to hide so well that I scared the grown-ups that I was lost forever. And so there was this, these rocks where there was two rocks with one over the top. And I remember multiple times where I would hide under those rocks and then hours would go by. And once the grown-ups started to really freak out in terror, then I would come out and be like, I'm fine, you know, here I am. And drove them crazy. I thought it was a great time. <laughs> But the way that I viewed the game changed when I had four kids. Because when I was a kid, it was fun to hide where you couldn't find me. But in our little house in Colorado, we play hide and seek. I had one place that was my favorite in our house. It was the laundry room. It was about five steps from where they counted at the counter. So that ready or not, here I come. And it took them, I don't know, seven seconds to open up the laundry door and there I am. Why? Because my favorite part was when they found me. My favorite part is when my little kids, and what kind of mean father is like, I'm gonna hide under the rocks for hours and freak out my kids. Daddy's been killed by a bear. (laughs) No, the best part is when your kid finds you. Smile. Oh, yeah, here's the reality. Your father, he wants you to find him. It's not, it's not this thing where he's hiding so that you can't. No, he's seeking you. He wants to be found by you. I, Jeremiah, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So I want to invite you to seek him. I want to invite us to go into a season of seeking. In 21 days, I invite you to get along with God. Forego something, write it down. Talk to a friend, a spouse, a friend. Hey, I'm gonna, I just, maybe it's just you and God. That's fine too. But just, you know you. I'm really doing this. And just see.
And what I believe will happen is you'll start to be surprised. So you'll start to detach from some of the things that your body used to crave or your soul used to crave enough to where your spirit starts to hunger for more of God. And that's our prayer. We go into 2019 with a hunger for God, that we'd seek him first above everything and we'd live in his presence. We bow your heads with me. Father, we love you. And we love your presence. And we want to be a people where your presence leads us. We want to be marked by, we want what distinguishes us. This presence of God. And so we ask that you would come and help us. I want to invite you just now, you and God, would you just ask the Holy Spirit, what are you leading me to in these 21 days? Or what, are you, what is he speaking to you today? Now, will you just respond to him? love you and we love your presence. We ask that we would be a people of the presence of God. Holy Spirit, I pray you do a fresh work in my friends today and in me. In Jesus' name. Just with your heads bowed, if today you want to begin a journey with Jesus, you find yourself lonely, isolated or hurt or broken or discouraged and you want hope Jesus is our hope and Jesus is our life today if you want to enter into relationship with God scripture says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever that's you that's anyone whosoever I want to invite you to make this decision I'm that whosoever. I'm going to believe. I'm going to begin a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to invite you just to begin by talking to him. He hears your prayer. Just come to him and say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. I don't want to be the Lord of my life. Jesus' name.